Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we pretty much decide to move to Pittsburgh. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know what, Jordan? It's a beautiful fall day here in Los Angeles. Isn't it, though? It's brisk. You're wearing a pumpkin sweater. Mm-hmm. It's not a sweater with a picture of a pumpkin. It's a pumpkin, pumpkin color. colored sweater. A little bit cinnamony. Mm-hmm. Maybe, a, maybe like a pumpkin pie. This is my fall gear. And it's you, my fall look. Jordan. Yeah. You look beautiful. Just like a pumpkin? Just like a pumpkin. As beautiful as a pumpkin growing in the wild. <laughs> the most beautiful of the gourds. <laughs> Um, and because I feel invigorated, it's exciting. Well, I, frankly, it would be exciting whether or not I was feeling invigorated, but it is particularly exciting to introduce a wonderful guest sitting here. Now, he didn't get the memo about fall colors. Um, I could be the stem of the pumpkin. I'm in, I'm wearing a green. Green is a spring color. That's a stretch. I don't want to seem unwelcoming right off the top, but that's kind of bullshit. (laughs) So, you know, just like... I don't want to call call bullshit on that, but I'd like to tell you that's utter bullshit, (laughs) sir. Yeah. He doesn't want to, but he has to. You've made him. I cornered him. Admit you've made a mistake and now just do damage control. The biggest problem with this shirt, along with it not fitting in to the theme for the day, is that... I have a situation where I have perpetually – I have very tiny nipples, and they're perpetually erect. Right. And this shirt really <laughs> – That's a pretty big problem. I need to – what I really should wear most days is a Kevlar vest of yeah. sorts. That's the only thing that Sort can of t- like 50 Cent was doing for a yes, while. Yes, right. He also suffers from hard nipple syndrome. Uh-huh. Um, I could cut cut glass with these babies. So yeah. um, now that you've called attention to it, um, you know I'll be feeling self-conscious for the rest of the uh, recording session. Jordan, this is uh, Luke Burbank from <laughs> Too Beautiful to Live, the popular uh, uh, podcast on the internet, Too Beautiful to Live. Yes, I've met him. I've looked at his nipples. Hi, Jordan. Hi, it's a pleasure. I was really, I was pretending that I was introducing him to you, Jordan, but actually I was introducing him to our listening audience. Oh, okay. It's sort of like, uh, it's a little trick of the trade I've picked up. Oh, it's nice. Thank you. I'm kind of an audience surrogate right. in this situation. Exactly. I'm yeah. like the Greek chorus. <laughs> yes. I'm the Greek chorus of this show. What, what happens is I make a horrible mistake, and then you describe the consequences uh, and what the gods are going to do. Sure. I've got to tell you something about your uh, wife, Jesse. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Luke Burbank is going to tell me something about my <laughs> wife. It's it, He's making a face. It sounds like this is going to be hard for you to say this. Well, you know, I was going to go into an involved, like, Oedipus reference, but then I thought, uh, I don't know if I really remember the details, right. therefore making it hard for me to make a funny yet accurate joke, so I just, I bailed on the whole thing. You know what, it, could we, is it possible we could swing this back around, you and me, Luke, to, uh, like, uh, Gilgamesh, um, or something Babylonian that Jordan knows a lot about? Oh, I see. I know a reasonable amount about Greek tragedies. I can I can hang in that I can hang in that department. Really? Yeah. Well, if you want to I... talk about Antigone? I can talk about that. Let's talk about Antigone. 
Fine. Let's talk about Sophocles. Sure. I'll talk about that. Let's talk about... Uh, Agamemnon. Agamemnon. Let's do it. Let's go. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally relying on Jordan for this. I was thinking Let's we could talk, talk about... about all out of tragic Greek figures. How about this? Maybe you, Jordan, can talk about Sophocles, and me and Luke will talk about Suvlaki. Sure, that sounds fine. I mean, it'll be confusing for the audience, especially if we're both doing it simultaneously. Right, it'll be difficult to listen to, too. Even I could pan me and Luke to the left and you to the right, Jordan. Do you think that would help? Couldn't hurt. Okay, let's let's give it a try here. I'm going to go ahead and pan me and Luke to the left, and you should now be panned over to the right, Jordan. Okay. Um this this just is a, just an exper- sure. experiment in clarifying our program for the listener. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, ready? You guys, what are you guys talking We're about? We're talking again? about Suvlaki, obviously. And I'm talk. I'll talk about Antigone. Right. Okay. Luke, what's the best? Uh, what's the best Suvlaki so, you've ever had? The story of Antigone oh, is um, that there her is brother a place dies in, New York City, in a war um, down uh, by where I used to work of, when I worked at WNYC, sort of and they uh, and, uh, they did a Suvlaki there that was, uh, was non-pareil. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and cut this off. Okay. This, that was a failure. Uh, really? Yeah. I, I think I, we were just starting to really kind of. I think it'll be like a success for fans it. of Radiohead. It seems like <laughs> they'll love the they'll love the complicated din. Yeah, it's like it's a good point. Well, I in got that your case, Scotch mist. In that case, I'm calling it a success. Great. That was, in fact, I would say that was our finest moment. Yeah. At least our finest moment it since the grunge era, was. since the tail end of the grunge era. Sure. Um, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. With us, the wonderful Luke Burbank. Hi, guys. Luke, short for Luther, of course. Actually, not um, short for Luther. I mean, I mean for <laughs> Luke, some people, it's short could be. for Luke Skywalker, right? Yes. Yeah. Luke, Luke Han Solo. My middle name is Han Solo. Luke Han Solo Skywalker, Skywalker fam- Burbank. Family name. Luke. Esquire. Also, job of the hut. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. People always, there's a famous, um, botanist, which you rarely hear those two words together. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> In fact, maybe never before this conversation, uh, named Luther Burbank. Yeah, who, sure. Uh, who, mm-hmm. who did some fabulous work with potatoes. And, um, people often wonder if I'm, well, it's interesting because if I'm at a party or if I'm somehow conversating, as Biggie would say with someone, uh, if they're sort of lowbrow, it's like, Luke, I'm your father. Like a Star right, Wars sure. reference. Sure, it's that's a Star Wars reference, yes. Jordan. Just trying to bring you in sure, on this. Sure, thanks. Yeah, and and the audience also, right? By extension. <laughs> sure. Um, and then, but sometimes people will say, "Oh, like the we're bur- not we just because we're not talking about something everybody knows about, like right. Sophocles." Sure, right? Or Suvlaki on right. on one channel of exactly. the recording. It's a little niche. Yeah. So anyway, they then they'll sometimes people will say, "Oh, like the uh, like the botanist." And but, then I know and, that. And then but I you'll you, say, but the the upside of that is you get a lot of botany runoff pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm elbow deep. <laughs> sure. Somebody oh, somebody will say to you, oh, like the botanist, and you'll say, no, you're thinking of Gregor Mendel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't said that, but I'm gonna. I'm no, gonna you're thinking it. of Doctor Plants. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Luke Burbank here from the great city of Seattle, Washington, the the Emerald City. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's what they call it up there. The city with broad shoulders. That are emerald. The Windy City. Mm-hmm. You guys know the story behind the Windy City, right? No. Uh-uh. Um, I've heard this, that it's not about wind. Yeah. It's that I read this. There's but, a lot of Wendy's restaurants. Yes, exactly. <laughs> have you have you been to the amazing salad bar? It's and, a very good. Salad and if you bar. if you have, have, you had the 99 cent chili. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because who wants to pay a dollar twenty for a ground beef and other thing prepared? In a well, mysterious the thing way? is, is when you're in the when you're in the Wendy City, um, you have your proximity to the stockyards is a big advantage mm-hmm. price wise, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Um, so, so the story goes, I think, that um, the Chicago and New York were, were competing for a world exposition at some mm. point. And the Chicagoans kept saying – It eventually you know, went to Vancouver. Yes, Expo 86. Yeah. I think we all remember it. Uh, and, uh, and the Chicagoans were sort of tut-tut Chicago, you know, and uh, the New Yorkers – Wait, I'm sorry. What were they? Um, they said tut-tut. Okay, go they, ahead, continue. You know, Just checking in. They were bragging on themselves, right? And the New Yorkers said derisively, like, "Oh, they're the windy city. They're full of wind. They're full of empty, oh, yeah. empty, uh, you know, compliments for themselves." Chicagoans also fart a lot, mm-hmm. yeah. right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Which a lot of people don't know about Chicago. Yeah, it's but a from the place. from the great city of Seattle, home of yes. uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Ken Griffey Jr., who I used to. Um, uh, fake that I was a sports reporter. So I worked at a, the local public radio station, which gave me, I mean, I worked at the front desk. I wasn't on the radio talking. I wasn't, I had no um, legitimate reason to be at these baseball contests, but I would call up the PR people and say, this is uh, Luke from KUOW. I need to come down and cover the game. And it somehow worked where they would give me a press pass. So I would go down to these games. I had no one to report for. Like there was no one waiting for this story, but it was me walking around in the, in the, Locker room with a tape recorder just because I loved these people and I wanted to be close to them. And you wanted to see their wieners. Right, right. Which, well, yeah, we could talk about Jay Buhners. The Mariners in like the early 90s had the most phallically nicknamed team of all time. (laughs) They had Alex Rodriguez nicknamed A-Rod. They had Jay Buhner nicknamed Bone. They had uh, Randy Johnson whose nickname was The Big Unit. (laughs) <laughs> and it goes on. It was like a uh, – so anyway, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. had a um, recliner in front of his locker. Right. Um, Barry Bonds had that in his contract. Like a bar, like a lazy boy. And Barca the thing, lounger. The, th- the thing that was was weird about it was that his locker – I also think the closer your locker is to the – the tunnel to go on the field, it's a sign of respect because you have to walk the least distance <laughs> to go out onto the field. Well, because when you're wearing cleats, it's hard to walk right. on concrete. Right, right. That's um, the main reason, I think. Yes. And and so he had this Barca lounger that basically blocked everyone's ability to get out to the field because he was right near a narrow sort of thing. So he would be <laughs> sitting back in his Barca lounger playing a Super Nintendo, and then everyone else would be kind of hugging the wall trying to get by him. And uh, that's what I remember about Ken Griffey Jr. I just like the idea of Ken Griffey Jr. Just because he he broke into the majors when he was what nineteen, right? Yeah. And so I like the idea of Ken Griffey Jr. and and he was at the time I remember there was it was very controversial. Go ahead and shake it out, Coco. Shake it out on Mike. <laughs> um, <laughs> you hear a jingle jangle in the background. It's not Santa Claus. I'm also panhandling. <laughs> so a lot of rich people here in Silver Lake. Jordan's also got a lot of loose parts and is a robot. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I haven't had a tune-up in a while. A wiggly, some, wiggly robot. Some WD-40 in my rental car if you need that. Um, well, I like the idea of Ken Griffey Jr. as just acting like a 16-year-old all the time. Mm-hmm. And I can't um, – because I remember like the big controversy of Ken Griffey Jr. was 
him wearing his baseball cap backwards in practice. Yes, yes. <laughs> like when he was shagging fly balls, he wore his cap backwards. Very controversial in the baseball world. Yeah, baseball is uh, is odd in how uh, ceremonial it is in a way. And then you have things like basketball and in football even where – well, football actually does have a lot of its own kind of rules and structure too. But yeah, but definitely baseball – it's like because like George Will writes about baseball. So then you just know it's fucked. Right. So it's like once you get enough boring people paying attention to it, it's like – Because in oh, basketball, is... the objective is like can you do a slam dunk with your dick out? Right, <laughs> right. Can you pull it out while you're yeah. dunking and wave it at people? Right. And then, and, and then uh, take a gun through airport security. <laughs> and you do all that stuff at the same time. What's this story with people taking guns through airport security? Why do you need to travel with a gun? I don't understand that. Why is it so important? Lil Wayne, rapper Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. great rapper, fantastic rapper, uh, Lil Weezy, uh, Lil Louisiana is going to be doing a year in jail because he had a gun on his tour bus. Like, what are you, who, where, who are these tour bus pirates <laughs> invading, invading tour, now, like in pulling fairness, up alongside, like Somalia. pushing them? Yeah. Are there still rap feuds? Is that still a thing that happens? I, well, I'm a little bit scared about rap feuds right now. I'll tell you why. It's because, um, you, you know, you guys know, familiar with rapper Jay-Z. Sure. Uh, the Jigga Man. Celebrity, celebrity uh, uh, rapper Jay-Z. He was running Def Jam Records for a while. Of course, he helped run Rockefeller Records, his own vanity record label. This other rapper on the label, Beanie Siegel, is from uh, mm-hmm. Philadelphia. Beanie Siegel is a great, also a really great rapper. Currently um, incarcerated, right? No, no. He, he's out. He's been out for a little bit. Okay. Um, and he is upset with Jay-Z because apparently um, when Beanie Siegel was just getting out of prison, uh, he got offered a lot of money to sign with another record company. Um, and uh, this is according to Beanie Siegel. And Jay-Z wouldn't let him out of his contract. Um, in order to do it, had a recording contract with their Def Jam Rockefeller Records. And um, I'm kind of freaked out about it because, as you mentioned, Beanie Siegel, very upset about this, number one, made a song where he sounds sad and angry, which is not how you want to fuck with Beanie Siegel. If you want to talk to Beanie, it should not be when he's sad and angry because he has shooted people. Mm. He was in jail for shooting people. Yeah, (laughs) That's what he was in jail for. He got in an argument and shot someone. He didn't kill them, but he did shoot them definitely. Yeah. Went to prison. I don't think he even I don't think he even denied that he had shot someone. I think he was just like, Yeah, I shot him. He shouldn't have argued with me. I had a gun. I Jay Z is, you know, as he says, I by the way, I think Beanie Siegel might be outside. Right. So <laughs> the guard dog has has <laughs> thankfully kind of given us an alert. Yeah, Jay Z is not so much with the um the violence anymore. He's always putting in lyrics about how he doesn't do that like you know, uh, he's talking about like, uh, you know, give me give me a button up. I'm 30 plus or I'm not a businessman. I'm a business comma man. Right. He's a he's not he's sort of into moving beyond all that. But then you've still got the other guys who are still kind of into the gunplay. And if and those Beanie two worlds Siegel's, collide, Beanie Siegel has got to be. I mean, when those records, those first records came out like 1996 or something. So that was uh, that was over 10 years ago. And, and Beanie Siegel was a grown man by then. So this has got to be a 35 year old man, Beanie Siegel. Mm-hmm. I, and he's a big man. And like I said, he's a sad man. <laughs> if there's one thing you learn from Beanie Siegel's records, it's that he is really sad he had to shoot various people. Because they were fucking with him. He doesn't want to shoot people, right? It's not his thing. He doesn't just go around shooting people for kicks. 
You know, he's not he's not that kind he's of guy. Put up, he's put upon. He's yeah, he's put in a place where he has no choice but to peel your wig back. Where literally the only rational thing to do right, is, exactly. to, is to, you know, drop some lead into someone. And you know what? He knows, he understands that there's consequences when you take action, but he had to take action. And I'm concerned that Jay-Z may be putting Beans in a position where he has to shoot him. Or, alternately, me. That's my other concern. What if I'm around? And I get shot by Beanie the, Siegel. Caught in the crossfire. I don't want to get caught in the crossfire. I'm a hip hop insider. Sure, you're, you're hanging out at nightclubs. Sure, I go to. And then where all these with ha- all these things happen at nightclubs. Yeah, evening 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 clubs. Sure, evening clubs. A speakeasy occasionally. Dance dance uh, discos. Mm-hmm. And I'm there. I'm ordering bottle service. Sure. I don't want to get caught just because I'm sitting near. Yeah, obviously, I'm in the VIP. Right. Um, I'm ordering, uh, what, a Corvassier. Sure. And a uh, Ace of Spades something. That's not a, it's a Jay-Z thing. real thing. Jay-Z drink. <laughs> and I'm ordering these drinks, these different drinks, because I've got these beautiful women with me. Yeah. And they're hanging off your jock. Sure, sure. I mean, it's hard to know. Here's the thing. It's hard to know whether they want me for me or for my money and my success. But either way, you know. Sure. You're going you're gonna to tap that ass. Sure. And I'm concerned about getting caught in between. I don't, I want, if you ask me, I say stop the violence. You know what I mean? I say. It's a pretty bold proclamation. I say we're headed for self-destruction. Hmm. Um, and I don't want to get caught between Beanie Siegel and Jay-Z, I think is ultimately the, the moral of the story. It's just, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to sort of side with, uh, you know, Glenn Beck and all that, but I will give them this. It is a sad, sad state of affairs when America's radio sweetheart can't be in the club with his women who are paid essentially to sexually service him, uh, drinking copious amounts of alcohol. I, I mean, I buy them what they. I take right. them on shopping sprees. Right. Yes, I don't right. pay. I don't have to pay them for right. sex, but well, I, you you eliminate the middleman and you pass the savings on to them. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, I you mean, want them to get the most for their blowjob dollar. Right. I, I I was talking to Glenn Beck about this. Oh, and interesting. Yeah, he's absolutely he's absolutely on board with this whole thing. Um, he suggested this was his idea that isn't I, that guy's thing crying too? It's just him and aren't him and maybe B. Siegel. Uh, you know, kindred spirits. They're working on an Isn't album. that Glenn Beck's thing, just crying yes. on TV? They both, I'll tell you this about, I'll, I'll tell you this about both of them. Mm-hmm. Both of them really interested in the Founding Fathers. Yeah. And doing Founding Father cosplay. <laughs> Real erotic Founding Father cosplay? I certainly find it erotic. I don't know if you guys do. I mean, Beanie Siegel is, uh, you know, he's got a beautiful round head. Yeah. Beautifully round head. Glenn Beck is a very... You know, he's got a charisma mm-hmm. about him. Although with Glenn Beck, I think some of it was it was just convenience because he has uh, teeth that are made of wood. Right. Like Washington. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so he decided... That was his it, entry point right, into he, the in, world of erotic... Instead uh, of avoiding it, I'm going to go further into sure. the scene, as it as it's called. Right, absolutely. Well, I mean... That's how I got into porno, was my huge penis. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I can, I'm like, well, yeah, I, I guess, but that. now I'm all about it. Did you know that about our Los Angeles Hollywood lifestyles? I go. To, I spend a lot of time in night nightclubs. Of course, Jordan is known as the king of Porn Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, because of his... Schlong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't want to say that, but 
Oh, you, you, I, my porn name is Borden Morris. So you probably like, <laughs> oh are like my. a little weird. But wait, I, wait, wait, in. wait, like board Can you in. Turn to the side a little bit. But. Now drop your pants and and say, kind of, sort of moan shit on me again. Oh my god, that's, that's you. Me. That is... I know, I know. I'll be. I don't really like to do like the lines in public. I'm just you like, know what? I apologize. That was sort of, of like will... that was sort of like going up to the Verizon guy and saying, "Can you hear uh, me now?" Yeah, I'm, it was. I'm, it's a little gauche. Definitely. I'm like people come up to me at the coffee bean, and you know they're like, "Say shit on me again." Or, or yeah. just we, the other day we were at the we were at the racetrack mm-hmm. um, betting on the ponies, mm-hmm. and uh, someone shit on you. Yeah, and it's like. You get paid to do that's your work, not yeah. what you do in your free time. Sure. Right. It's two separate worlds. I mean, exactly. you love your work, Jordan. I do. I mean, th- that's how you became the king of Porn Valley. Mm-hmm. And it's flattering that somebody would want to use they have a BM and they want to use it on you like th- thank you, but I'm this is me time. Exactly. Right. Kind of a thing. Sure. Yeah. When you see Kurt Russell, you know, just out and about, you don't ask him to start acting. <laughs> Right. Like, right. hey, start acting. No, it's it's the same thing. If you see Kim Kardashian, you don't shit on her. Absolutely not. Unless you you're know. Reggie Bush in the, in the privacy of their home in a committed relationship. What's Reggie Bush? Is that her husband or something? That is her husband. Who is that? Is he he's an a athlete? Fo- he's, a he's a football, football star. star. Yeah. Or maybe he's not her husband, but he's her uh, her longtime sweetie. Okay. They're romantically involved. Yeah, her and her sister. So it's, a, uh, maybe in, it's a common law thing. At this yeah, point. yeah. Definitely, um, I see them at all the hottest nightclubs. So mm-hmm. I know, and occasionally at the at the sport track. Yeah, at the sport track. <laughs> <laughs> what if the what if the hot new thing to do was go see someone uh, put the shot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shoot the put, or put the shot. Put I either's fine. Poot the shot. <laughs> yes, poop the shot. <laughs> Oh uh, God! This is this this whole show is just falling apart. Yeah, I feel like it's I have that, that effect. Our, I apologize. Yeah, you're I feel like, our show. I feel like it's that part of Stuart Little where the mom wants to kill Stuart Little, so she puts him in a cardboard box and glues it shut and puts him underwater. But the water takes the box apart, and so he escapes. I feel like uh, right now we're trying to kill Stuart, a talking mouse. And with the voice of a, Michael J. Fox. Yeah, with the voice of Michael J. Fox. You're Gina Davis. Okay. Luke. Um, who am I? Uh, you can be... I'm an owl. Oh, yeah, that will be good. Okay, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm uh, Luke Burbank, uh, enjoying my time here with you fellas in this wonderful. Wonderful new spot of yours, Jesse. It's <laughs> a good it? nickname. I'm, is that your nickname? <laughs> That's his nickname. It's long. Enjoying this time with you fellas here in this wonder, wonderful new spot of yours, Jesse yeah. Burbank. Well, I, you know what? You guys are so uh, well-known for your for – your, is it a moniker? Is that what you would call America's Radio Sweetheart? Appalachian. For your appellations, and then I felt like for me to try to come up with one, first of all, people must do that all the time, which would, you know. Well, Kurt Anderson from Studio 360 was Explodo. No one, none less than, oh, by the way, uh, one time I was flying from New York City, Yes. which is a little hamlet kind of in the north, it's a little south of Long Island. Yes, I I summer there. 
<laughs> so <laughs> that would be the most awesome thing. I summer in like Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have a little spot in uh, I have a little spot in uh, you know Santa Barbara where I go in the uh, wintertime, but then for the summer I go to Harlem. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, dance in a fire uh, thing. I was flying from New York City to uh, Minnesota, and I happened to be on the same flight as Kurt Anderson. And um, it was for like a public radio conference that was happening in Minnesota. And uh, Kurt Anderson had a very fetching, very pregnant lady with him, maybe an assistant um, or maybe someone he worked with. And uh, then they got on the plane, and then I walked by, and Kurt Anderson was in first class, and pregnant lady was on like aisle twenty nine. Between two people. No. Yeah. Because so. Kurt Anderson knows what the fuck is up. That's Explodo. He's, he's, That's Explodo. Explodo is running his lifestyle. He's a public intellectual. He's hanging out in when I when when Kurt Anderson was here in Los Angeles. Uh, me and Teresa, my wife, w- went to a party at his house. He was borrowing it from Susan Orlean. What? No big deal. No big deal, you guys. He's borrowing a sweet house from Susan Orlean because they're pals. Because that's how the fuck they roll. Kurt Anderson. Just trade houses. Dude, Kurt Anderson, that guy's awesome. That guy gets yeah, five yeah. stars from me. Absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, this is, this is my new, this is my new place. Are you, you had never even been to my Koreatown house. I hadn't, I'd heard all about it and I was actually, um, really excited to, uh, to check it out because I am trying to do a a radio show kind of thing, uh, at my house. Now I do not have anywhere near the, uh, the, the setup that you have. This is very slick. You, you recently got half fired. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Which was really unsatisfying because the way you usually get fired from a radio show is you you show up and your key card doesn't work and all your shit is just out in front of the radio station. They really and and you and you like uh and and you only like you get the feeling that might be happen when you, when you turn on your car and your station is playing rancheros. <laughs> <laughs> you're like that's yeah. weird. You're driving to work this with This is a, a new morning show. Yeah. So uh so no but I had always said that with the day that we got fired then we could just. There's a, a really fine uh, Mexican restaurant across the street that you and I have oh, been to. We, we've dined there as, together. Azteca. And uh, my plan you was. You know it, Jordan. Uh, I don't. Don't you guys didn't invite me? Imagine Acapulco, so. the local. Sure. Isn't that place? But a lot worse. Okay. Yeah. Somehow less authentic. And uh, I, my plan was to go there. It's sort of a for for a national reference, bootleg Chevys. <laughs> right. Right, and and I thought we'd show up. They would be like, "You can't do the radio show anymore," and then we would go across the street and just get incredibly drunk. Yeah, super but drunk. We showed up, and they said, "Hey, can we meet with you?" And I said, "Sure." And they said, "Well, I just want to let you know we've been doing some kind of shifting around some programs changes, and some of that is going to affect TBTL." And I said, "Oh, okay. In what way?" They said, "Well, we're taking it off the air." <laughs> <laughs> Good. Okay. <laughs> right. Excellent. Um, okay, I'm listening. Yeah. And uh, but you have until you can keep doing the show on the radio until Friday, and then after that, uh, you're still under contract with us, and we're still going to pay you, but you just don't have a radio show anymore. But if you want to do the podcast from your house, I mean, we could loan you a couple of microphones, and you could do that. So it was a kind of it just didn't feel. Oh, that's nice. It didn't have the immediacy that I wanted in no. that kind of get drunk and be like, "Fuck you." And kind you've of way. been, and to be fair, one of the big things of your radio show has, in some ways, been an advertisement for your podcast. You, your the podcast is how that's your preferred method of getting to people, and has always been. You're you're building a national podcast audience, not a local radio audience. Well, it's definitely 
this is the thing about uh, working for people who will never hear this, right? Thankfully, mm-hmm. um, and who don't understand that podcasts are the same as a radio show, uh, you know, and in, in a lot of ways, a lot better in terms of reaching people. But they they never they didn't have any kind of um, jealousy about the podcast or any sense of wanting to control it. Like when my contract is up, I'm just gonna keep like my contract will end on a Friday, and then on Monday I'll just be doing the show again from my house owning all of the stuff. Really? They never they never fought me for anything. They don't understand the podcast has any value. Like for instance, we went off the radio on a Friday and so I went crazy over the weekend that weekend getting some microphones and stuff and setting up a very rudimentary radio studio at my house. Monday at noon we start doing the show again and it was a it was really a lot of work and and very stressful and we did it for a couple of weeks and Every single day, because we do the show, you know, five days a week. It's like a lot of pressure and everything. And I run into my old boss, um, and it was like two and a half weeks into this blood, sweat, and toil. And he goes, "When are you starting that podcast?" <laughs> and I was like, "You know, um, I would be mad at you, except this reinforces what I know, which is that you, you guys, uh, you know, are not going to be in any way trying to like sue me for TBTL. Like they don't understand that it means anything, which is great for me." Right. It's it's nice. It's nice to be able to it's nice to be able to hold on to what you make. Yeah. Right. It's a good it's a privilege. Yeah, well, I have to say this sounds a little um, you know, ass kissy, but what you guys have been doing with Sound of Young America and with Jordan Jesse Go for a long time is really one of the things that made me think, oh, it's possible that I could try to do this as a sort of home business. Yeah. You know, like uh and and again seeing the new uh the new palatial thorn manse, right? And I, of course, I also do the the uh, uh, croquet the stuff. I mean, the crochet stuff that I sell on Etsy. Right. Speaking of my home businesses, yeah. And then, so that supplements it, the crocheting. Right. And then I shoot a lot of the porn I make at my home. So <laughs> it's a write-off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also play a lot. Of, I play professional croquet. <laughs> you should also know that about. I'm on the tour. Well, <laughs> but then Jordan, do you have a new you have a new place too? Everybody's moving up yeah, in this game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I moved uh, and I've been been mostly happy with the new place, but there's been kind of a recent development. And you had you had previously in your previous apartment in uh, West Hollywood, California, mm-hmm. you had suffered from uh, two major indignities. One was a hoarder that lived next door. Yes. Um, and often... Would sometimes uh, knock on our door at weird hours. Really? Yes. He also would, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he, his door was always open, but he was not always closed. No, yeah. Rarely closed, just kind of standing amongst the things that he, he had, had hoarded. Amassed, yes. All that yeah. hoarding and, and not a bathrobe to be found. No, yeah. Irony. Uh, there were a lot of stuffed birds yeah. that I guess he could have maybe tied around his waist. <laughs> but anyways... It's a sort of makeshift ceremonial. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that was number one, and number two was a woman named Peaches. Yes, uh, who yelled a lot. Who yeah yelled, uh, basically wore exclusively homemade Obama stuff. Even post election. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say it increased post election. What's a homemade Obama stuff look like? Uh, I mean, this is like a this is like a well, you like start a, with like, you, an, you like need, an iron on t shirt. This is like some you need earrings. seven or eight stuffed birds. Yeah. <laughs> with Obama's head. Yeah. Right. 
Um, so yeah, you were suffering the indignity so, and, of and, this middle-aged African-American lady screaming at you from time to time for no particular reason, yeah. and the crazy hoarder that walked around naked next door. But besides that, it was okay. Yeah, it was it was, it was nice. A nice it was enough a lot apartment. of like kind of it was a lot of kind of like um, older like Russian people who had kind of been there since it was rent controlled, and um, yeah, it was it was a it was a fine place neighbor wise. Um, and anyway, so I, I I moved into this new place, and um, and you're hoping to kind of move up a little bit. You're you're hoping to clean yeah. it up. You're you're cleaning up your act. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, it's in, it's still in West Hollywood. It's not that far away from the old place. And and, and for people who don't know, West Hollywood is um, you know it's it's nicerish. It's it's uh, what people might call the gay neighborhood. The gayborhood. Uh, the gayborhood. Uh, a lot of brunch. Yeah, there's a lot of brunch around. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of Whole Foodses. Um, so it's that kind of. It's sort of like it's sort of like uh, the west side of Los Angeles, the defiantly uh, unhip Los Angelesy part of Los Angeles that you might think of when you're thinking of Los Angeles. Sure. This is sort of like the the like what is hip for that? Right. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of. It's not not prohibitively expensive to live in, um, etc. Um, anyway, a lot so, of juice. A lot of yeah, a lot of juice. Um, uh, so there's this. So there's this. I moved into this new place, and I I, I love the inside of the place. Uh, space wise, it's a great, you know, kind of bigger space for uh, one guy. Um, anyways, and so it. To, Jordan I, I, I needs just, a lot of space for his. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, so to describe this place, it's kind of two units side by side, and they, you know, they kind of go back behind an iron gate into kind of like a a gauntlet of apartments, if you will. It's mm-hmm. a one story, uh, and anyways, but there are two units that are in front of this iron gate, and then anyways, and then you go inside, and there's a little gauntlet, there's like a kind of a canopy of trees, and then inside there's this kind of gauntlet of apartments. Uh, but there's two on the outside and, um, you know, and I, I, I thought I, you know, I, I kind of asked the, the landlord kind of what the clientele was like. And he says, it's always, oh, he, he described it as Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and the, the, the landlord is this kind of like kind of middle-aged, you know, I think kind of ex hippie. So maybe some guy who you might take ski lessons from, uh-huh. I might describe him as, sure. um, <laughs> works at a, probably worked at a lot of resorts in his life. Um, it was RC, uh-huh. and um, you know he, he was seemed nice enough and pleasant, and um, you know I asked kind of what the what the you know what the apartment complex was like. He's like, oh, it's kind of mostly kind of younger showbiz people like yourself, and I'm like, okay, that sounds fine, and you know, and I kind of made it a point to drive by. You know, every day on my way to work before I, you know, before I signed the lease and I check I, for showbiz types. Yeah, I visited mm-hmm. a couple of times and 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 you know, here's the kind of the people that I saw. It's like immediately across from me, there's this kind of a nice, uh, kind of fun, uh, gay couple who were you know nice and having cocktails on their porch and were very welcoming and kind of next door there's kind of a, you know, kind of a nice looking actory lady who has a little dog and. Uh, I think there's like a guitar guy somewhere toward the back, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, hair having guitar guy. Um, I'm like, okay, this is this is fine, this is nice, and kind of. But one of these outside units that are outside the gate, uh, kind of what I saw was kind of a young, kind of a young couple with a baby. So this is kind of you know younger couple in their early twenties with a baby. I'm like, oh, that's fine. Um, 
It's nice, even. Yeah. It's nice to have babies around. Sure, yeah. There's, yeah, a baby Once there's, will walk when around. there's babies, you feel like people have an investment in mm-hmm. where they're living. Yeah, because there's maybe a baby. Maybe the baby there. will wave at you. Sure, maybe it'll play with your doggy. Oh, God, I love when, do- when babies play with my doggy. Um,. <laughs> I hope someone didn't just turn on the podcast yeah. at that exact moment somehow. <laughs> someone like just just dragged yeah, the uh, I don't know why they would. The scroll bar to a random place at the podcast. Um, now I am suspecting that this home that I thought was just this young couple with the baby, I'm suspecting that this might be a junky flop house. <laughs> And the baby is actually a 60-year-old man who's yeah, done exactly. so much heroin that he has progeria. Yeah, exactly. And just wears a onesie everywhere. <laughs> um, here are the people. Could we market that? Do you think we could? Do you think that's a business opportunity for us, onesies for junkies? Yeah, onesie, it might be. It might be. When, when two just pieces up... of clothing is one too many. <laughs> yeah, right. We, yeah, when you need Maybe to, we could uh, put we could put in addition to the traditional butt flap, we could also put sort of an interior elbow flap. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so you can shoot up, you and could, then one for between the toes. Yeah. You could crochet it. Maybe the prototype. Oh, yeah. absolutely! Yeah. I sure. think there's a lot of junkies shopping on Etsy now. That's a growing market on Etsy. I've found. and I can advertise it in my pornography. <laughs> you can write it on the side of your schlong. Sure. Because I, I've been um, I've been cro- I already have a goldenpalace.com there. <laughs> Uh, I think I had to, I had to go with goldenpalace.biz because oh. you had already taken it. So thanks a lot. No problem. I I've been crocheting uh, I've been crocheting a lot of um, syringe cozies lately. No, <laughs> oh. which is nice. Anyway, sorry, Jordan. So 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 there's what the, leads you so to believe young, this is a junkie. So flop there's house. the young family. The baby. Okay. They're still there. Yeah, absolutely. Hanging out on the porch are a lot of. Sweaty, trembling burnouts. Right. They're smoking. They're drinking big gulps. <laughs> um, they're just some um, and 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 multiracial too. This collection of junkies. The young family is Hispanic, but the the junkies seem to be, uh, you know. Uh, of 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 all creeds. I know for one thing that I do not trust people who associate with other races or uh, religions. Mm. It's very questionable it behavior. It it's a junkie Benetton ad. Yeah, what? In front yeah. Of your apartment. What do you What do you think this is? A meal in a McDonald's commercial? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. One of there's the one particular lady who always looks like she's just been crying. Uh, <laughs> she's wearing an American flag sweater. A lot. <laughs> she's uh, a patriot. She asked me for twenty dollars the other day. She just, As I was coming into my house. You were just going into your house. She's like, hey, uh, she's like, I need a little credit. Can I get $20? A little credit. Can I get $20? <laughs> I said, I don't have any cash on so me. So let me check your, let me check the status of your line. Sure. <laughs> um, um, the, the man of the young couple, uh, when I parked, I uh, just kind of street parking there, asked me, uh, uh, if you, if, if, uh, he, if I wanted him to repair the dings in my car. Oh boy! That he would make yeah, right. if you didn't if, if you pay didn't him pay to him repair up. the dings in your car. You didn't loan his crying friend twenty dollars. <laughs> Recently finally, crying. Uh, I was walking home uh, with groceries. I had a new Brita filter under my arm, uh, and one of the people said, "Hey, are you selling that?" <laughs> yes, because I walk around holding things that I want to sell because I am uh, a junkie. Like to you. be fair, that's a junkie who's trying to get his life back together. Yeah, yeah. Starting just, like, with selling, clean water, selling stuff. 
And it's also maybe a sign that maybe, Jordan, you look like you're just starting to descend into junkiedom. Yeah, right, exactly. Because that's the, that's the place where you're at, where you're just selling shit you're holding. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Like, you walk around with something and try to sell it. Yeah, like, oh, you're, no, yeah. you're like, when you're just walking down the sidewalk with a Super Nintendo under your arm right. going, 20 bucks? 20 bucks? No, no, 20 pow- bucks? no power cable. <laughs> no. Yeah, just yeah like exactly. Just the 15, because the, there's no cable. You're going to need yeah, to get that. You can get that. That's easy, though. Junkies yeah. do have an amazing ability to unload shit, though. Like, I have... I um My girlfriend and I moved in together, and so we had... There was stuff that was duplicate, uh, you know... Duplicative. Sure. <laughs> Indeed. Duplicity. So yes. Julia Roberts and Clive. You had two yeah. DVD copies of Duplicity. Right, exactly. And I needed to sell one of them. And I've been I was putting a lot of stuff on uh, Craigslist and I haven't sold any of it and it's a lot of it is you know pretty n- not it's not it's it's nice enough stuff and it's stuff people need, you know. And uh I, but if you're a junkie and you have one shoe, you can somehow get $5. You found a person who needed yeah. one shoe. Yeah, absolutely. No, I grew up in a very junky, heavy neighborhood and have often, often had the experience as like a seven or eight year old of someone trying to convince me to buy like a shower curtain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you're like, you're like seven years old. You're going, you've got, you're going to go buy some now and laters. <laughs> and somebody's, somebody's on the corner like, hey, kid, you need, uh, uh, I'll give you this curtain, $3. You got $3? And you're like, no, I only got a quarter for an now and later. I'm like, ah, shower curtain, 25 cents. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know what to do about this. Um, okay. And so they're a little bit loud sometimes. So I guess I could I could tell the landlord. Uh, just say like, hey, you know, there's there's – some people are hanging around outside, and they're they're being kind of loud. And I, you know, I suspect. Oh, also peeked inside uh, one day on the way out. Mattress in the living room. <laughs> on, I, I can assume on the floor. On the floor, yeah. yeah. Anytime you're looking at a mattress in the living room situation that does not involve a recent immigrant to the United States, <laughs> right. yeah, that's a that's a you know a, a red flag. Sure. So I I. So okay, I could say something, but I'm worried that he might be part of their drug web. Sure, and will come in to kill me. Well, he needs a he needs a supply. Yeah, uh, because otherwise because he can't get high on his own supply. Right, exactly. Um, well, a couple of things. First of all, if they're listening to this podcast, this is going to be tremendously uh, embarrassing for you. No, you know, I've I, I've actually had a little peek at their podcast list. It's just Grammar Girl. <laughs> yeah, only Grammar Girl. So. Um, Thank God. And also, I think I've lived around much sketchiness uh, in L.A. when I was living over off Alvarado there in the uh, Echo Park. Sure. Um, Usually, this kind of situation will eventually implode under its own weight of sketchiness. (laughs) Yeah. So you just need to leave it alone. We have a a friend um, whose name I will leave out of this just because I I don't want her to get in trouble with your Bloods and Crips um, that are podcast fans. But uh, she was living in Venice, California – and some shady shit started happening outside of her uh, outside of her apartment. Now Venice is an interesting town because it's a combination of kind of bros, uh, like sort of rich hippie types, and also gang warfare from time to time. <laughs> and um, so she had some a lot sh- of very nice restaurants. She had some shady shit going on in front of her house, um, and eventually. It started getting shadier and shadier, and she's thinking, this is weird. I don't know exactly what's going on, but this is not right. 
Eventually, the police moved into her apartment. <laughs> All of a sudden, she had policemen in her apartment to watch the shady shit. Like, they just knocked on her door and said, we're from the Los Angeles Police Department. We need a place to, uh, to be while we're investigating this shady shit. And then one day, like a couple of weeks into this, uh, one of the police officers is in her living room, like peeking out of her front window or something. My name's Emilio Estevez. We'll be shooting Stakeout 3 here, <laughs> if that's cool. And, and just says to her, you know what? I'd move as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. So your hope is that it will implode of its own weight rather than dragging you into a police like sting, a sting operation. Like a sting operation without even uh without even a sassy African American outsider to bring some lightness to the situation. By the way, I bet you'd trade anything for a middle-aged African American woman in home-brewed Obama gear. Oh my gosh, if I I will move peaches into that unit. If have she you wants to come. have you thought about um, have you thought about kind of rolling with it? Oh, like uh, doing crystal meth with them? Yeah, or just meth, or just whatever they've got at any given time. Yeah, I mean that's a possibility. I could just I could just join their uh, league of sweaty toothlessness. <laughs> right. Sure. I think it'd, I think it'd be good because Jordan. What's here's the here's the nice thing about it. I think that um, uh, you've got a lot of good outfits for it. Sure. Um, you've got a lot of, uh, you've got a lot of stuff that you could sell on the street corner. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, a, not a lot of, like you could got a lot of pawnable shit. Yeah. Your video game systems, sure, video games, DVDs. DVDs. That's mostly what you own. So you, and that is all you just lay out move. a blanket. Right. Exactly. You just lay out a blanket. And I would say that... I mean, I'm not telling you that you should do this, um, but it's your, your television personality. Sure. Um, I think when you're on TV, you can never be too skinny. Um, oh, yeah. And if no, you got, no, that's true. If you got hooked on horse. Um, <laughs> that's God's diet. Yeah. I mean, look at, the, you know, look at some of these rock and roll type guys. Look great. Look at uh, Anthony Bourdain. That's what Anthony Bourdain did. Anthony Bourdain got himself hooked, hooked on junk. Um, slimmed down, mm-hmm. sharpened his features, uh, he let his hair go gray, but kept it in a youthful, messy look. I think you could do this, Jordan. Yeah. I think this is your ticket. To, you, you'd you love to host a, a sort of no-reservations type show, right? God, would I? So all you got to do, you get hooked on the horse. You're going to have to kick it eventually. So I'll just, I'll knock on the door. I'll bring a, uh, I'll bring a kind of, you know, welcome... I'm uh, welcome me into your den gift. I'll just bring a Brita. Well, or put Dan- a little bow on it. Danish butter cookies also. Oh, those it's are kind good. of that's customary. Those that's are good. I would like to join well, your because what's nice about those is after they've eaten the cookies, they can sell that metal tin <laughs> that it comes in yeah. for fifty cents to a small child sure. who yeah, is getting a, a Charleston chew, just trying to buy a chew, oh. just trying to get himself a strawberry chew. Well, plus, if you're at their house, uh, you know they've welcomed you into their 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 love family, and you're you know you're you're basically tripping balls. Sure. And you want to take a nap? There's a mattress already in the living room. There's one right there for you to flop on. Problem solved. Sure. Plus, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of uh, young Hollywood types you could borrow twenty bucks from if you need to. Exactly. Credit. (laughs) Credit. (laughs) Can I check on? Can I just call in to check on my credit line? Um, got a bit. I've got a rotating business line of credit. 
I use it to buy drugs, which I sell and use. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm really banking the miles on right, this. Yeah, you know, I've yeah. almost got like Fire a free miles. flight to right. Oakland. Exactly, Jordan. What about this as an idea? Hmm. You could open up a credit institution. Oh yeah. Uh, the key, I think, would be on the application have a line that says "Cannot murder me." <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe. High, get high on own supply? <laughs> question mark and then yes and no. Yeah, and if they check yes, then you have to be extra wary. Sure, exactly. Um, if they check no, your it's not, you're good to go. It's all about micro lending now. Right, oh, exactly. Sure. This is the new a new economy. This is a Grameen Bank type of situation. <laughs> you could win a Nobel Peace Prize for this micro lending. Probably, I would will. focus on women. <laughs> okay, women artisans. And a, the artisanship could be anything. I mean, I've already talked about the business potential of croqueting, uh, of crocheting. <laughs> Croquet cozies. <laughs> Croquet cozies. Um, so that's one thing you could talk about. But what about this? What about just the sheer artisanship? People could teach lessons on new places to shove a needle in themselves. <laughs> yeah. You know, like finding a spot. Once you've gone in between all the toes, yeah. you know, uh, this little piggy, that little piggy. Um, the, where are some other prominent veins? That is really the unified field theory of junkydom. Right. Nobody's been able yet. If you can find the new spot where the vein is least likely to collapse, mm-hmm. and uh, the cops won't know to look there for track marks, you, you. I mean, it's like that's like a combustion engine in yeah. the junkie world. It's the cold fusion. Right. Exactly. So, Jordan, I think. No, I think just turn this... Things are looking up, yeah, right? Yeah, just turn this inconvenience into an opportunity. Turn mm-hmm. this turn this lemon into 7-Up. I will. You'll need a lime. Lyman. And a factory. Oh, that's that Sprite. Sprite Lyman? Hard to say at this point. Who cares, honestly? Oh, I'll make some uh, Code Red Mountain Dew. <laughs> Excellent. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Luke Burbank, currently on your, probation. Wait, do you remember was... your big, long, crazy nickname? <laughs> uh, enjoying these new spanking digs you have? That's close enough. Roughly. I'll take I'll, 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 I'll What take about it. just spanking digs? Oh, yeah. How about Luke Burbank? Spanking, spanking digs. What about, uh, yeah. Luke, what about Luke Spanky Burbank? Yeah. I, I like spanky. Yeah. Okay. Spanky. What do you think, Luke? Should we? Okay. Should we do a do-over? Let's try that in like in uh, sure. the flow. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Luke Spanky Burbank. Yeah, I oh, like it. Yeah. Spanky. It spank and bank mm-hmm. really, really yeah. go together. Spank bank. <laughs> yeah. Bert, Luke Burspank. Um, Jordan. Yes. You want to take some telephone calls? What do you think of this? That sounds fine. Okay. Let's start with some, uh, you know, some what have yous and whatnots. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Mike from Honolulu. I've, I'm a graduate student in linguistics, and I was researching this fun little language called Ifira Mele, and I discovered that the word in this language, fat fat, translates as chest or breast. <laughs> so that is fat fat means breast in Ifira Mile. Great. That's see, this is the kind of research you know, I, I was reading the other day that uh, Senator John McCain was upset because people were spending, uh, because America is spending $240,000 to observe, observe sea turtles. And I agree. We should be spending more money on this fat, fat situation. <laughs> 
We need to what focus. What other funny words mean boobs? <laughs> we need to find out. There could be literally thousands of funny words that mean boobs, and we don't know about them. This is important, not just not just for us and laughing, but for American industry. I mean, think about how much better the radio industry would be doing if Luke Burbank could relate a story not just about his tiny erect nipples, yes. but about the tiny erect nipples that cap off his fat fats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yep. I mean, I, if if we if I'd had that at my disposal, uh, my radio show would have maybe not been shit canned. Exactly, yeah. semi shit canned, Luke. Thank you. Half shit candish. You were half fired. <laughs> Jordan Jessica, Patrick from Florida. My girlfriend just learned a funny song. She's also eighteen. Do you think that's Jordan, a come on? Jordan, Bo Gordon, Banana, Fana, Fo Forden, Me, My, Mo Morden. Jordan and Jesse, Jesse, Bo Bessie, Banana, Fana, Fo Fessie, Me, My, Mo Messie, Jesse. Yay! Um, what do you think's going on there? Well, yeah, we got to peel back the top okay. layer. Uh, so I, so he's like, by the way, she's eighteen. Uh, so that, do you think he's he's trying to? I kind of get the impression that he wants us to fuck her. <laughs> yeah, he was just letting go. He's like, I know you're going to be sexually aroused by this song. Right. And it's just okay to be. You know. I'll let you know that it's all right. She is not jailbait. Or is he bragging? Yeah. Is he like a 30 year old guy? And he's like, I am 18 year old girlfriend because I'm covered in filth. I, I, if I, Luke, I'm get, you, you're a couple years older than us, right? So you're yeah. in your early 30s. I am, uh, yeah, moving towards mid 30s. I'm 33 years okay, old. Okay. So you're 33 years old. Are you into the name game at all? Is this a th- being in your 30s thing? Um, I th- or I should ask, are you into the name game? <laughs> um, well, I mean, sure. It's a family tradition yeah. in the Burbank house. You know, we right. get together for Hanukkah, which is you know, other holidays that we celebrate of faiths that we're actually not. Right, which is you know. So you do different. You you'll do a you do a Kwanzaa celebration. Yeah. You do a Hanukkah celebration. You like alternate every year. Yeah, Canadian Boxing Day. We just Tet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a Tet offensive for you. No, uh, but uh, <laughs> put your dick away. <laughs> but I think the uh, uh, I think also maybe him saying she was eighteen was by way of explaining why she would think this was funny. Like uh, she's a crazy kid. Yeah, she's eighteen. You know. <sighs> So this know. guy's a what in his forties? We're guessing. <laughs> he sounded he sounded pretty old, and he sounded like he was only kind of half into um, making the call, which I f- happens on my show too. People will leave messages. It sounds like they're going somewhere, or like they're a little put off that they're calling you to leave you a message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you call us? Did, I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, I'm married. Um, you're in a very committed relationship, but I guess yeah. Jordan, you would probably do it if if. We needed somebody to do it. You got the studio at home. No. Okay. <laughs> Fine. You don't have to. I'm not going to make you. Hey, Jordan, just to go. This is Heather in Louisiana. Uh, I was listening to your episode with Sarah Vowell yesterday, and last night I had a dream that I was going to have a one-night stand with Ed Begley Jr., but unfortunately I kept stopping to clean my house, so we never got around to the deed. That's the kind of <laughs> yeah. that's the kind of rich, powerful dream that everyone should be having once a week, so they can understand their what's going on in their inner lives. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing that you peel back each each layer as you peel it back. 
the the aroma of insight becomes richer. Yeah, it's like a colonic for your you know in, inner soul. Like if you're not having that dream it's every like week, it's like a colonic for your brain butt. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree. Hey, Jordan, just to go. Um, I just come and say that I fucking hate Waldorf schools, and I don't really know like, what their deal is or like who the fuck they think they are. But I just want to get that out there. Um, I'm not sure if I. Oh yeah, my name is uh, Zane here in Oakland, and um, just want to let it be known. Um, so just curious what you guys think about that. All right, later. We're with you. Yeah. Fuck them. Sure. Fuck them. Who the fuck? Who are you, Waldorf? Yeah. Hey, why don't I go to an Astoria school? Go make a salad, dickweed. <laughs> oh, nice. yeah. Yeah, dude, upstairs. Yes. This is our new thing. We're fighting against Waldorf schools. Yeah. We used We're to be a stand. We used to be kind of we used to be kind of into uh what's that kind of school where you do a lot of discovering? <laughs> oh god. Uh prison school? Montessori. There you go. Montessori. We were into Montessori schools there for a while. That was a, certainly an interest of ours. And a lady called in to say that Montessori schools were nice. I don't know remember if we played that on the radio or not. Lady called in to say Montessori schools are really nice. So maybe this is just an idea. Maybe what we should do is start a fight between Montessori schools and Waldorf schools. We're on the we're on the side of Montessori schools because we hate Waldorf schools. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It's just going to boil down to who does better Balinese mask work. <laughs> I think. As it always does. It, uh, yeah. I'd like to make this an action item, Jordan. Do you mind if I make this an action item? Sure. I'd like to throw this out there, 206-984-4-FUN. Uh, what is wrong with Waldorf schools and what is good with Montessori schools? Um, and remember, this <laughs> is probably a can of worms. We're, we're, really, we're really throwing this out there. And, and I think, Luke, I don't know what your audience is like. Please Our, call me Fat Fat. <laughs> <laughs> so Fat Fat. <laughs> Spanky, tell me. I know Spanky we, fat fat. <laughs> we have a very we have a very creative audience, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think they'll discover a lot of information about Waldorf and Montessori schools that a traditional, um, what would you say, f- fact driven researcher might not discover. Sure. Um, and be able to share it with us. And I'd love to see on the forum. I'd love to see some. I'd love to see some anti Waldorf school artwork. <laughs> um, <laughs> 206-9844-FUN is the number to call in for this action item, and uh, we'll be back in just a second. You know, probably has a good sense of humor, people who send their kids to Waldorf schools. (laughs) I think this is going to go over well. (laughs) We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Spanky Burbank checking in. Ah, oh, I love it. Isn't that great? That's yeah, good. Doesn't it just make it's you... It's nice when we, we find it... Yeah, it's nice when you find that perfect uh, perfect nickname match for somebody. Doesn't it just tickle your balls? It does. 
Um, That's one, one of the many things Spanky Burbank will do for you. <laughs> something, something, it's a full-service operation you're running. Something we like to do on our program, uh, Luke Burbank, from time to time, is ask people to call in when something momentous happens in their lives. There's a segment called Momentous Occasions. We ask people to call in either in the immediate aftermath or preferably during um, We've had we've had so many calls because our my internet was down. Our last show was a live show from New. So it's been weeks and weeks. We've got a lot of calls here. Uh, let's go to the first momentous occasion. Uh, hi, uh, this is Jory from Fredonia, New York, and I have a momentous occasion. Uh, it's actually more of a momentous day. Uh, well, yesterday, uh, my friend and I took a spur of the moment trip to Pittsburgh, which is about three hours away from here. Uh, but that's not in itself what's momentous. Uh, what's momentous is this morning, uh, I saw a condor eat a chicken. I found a $5 bill, and I saw the unveiling of a statue of Mr. Rogers uh, and got a free book of Mr. Rogers' book, uh, You Are Special, which uh, I thought was pretty cool. And we even got to see Mr. McFeely give a talk. And... I'm, I'm, you know what? It's overwhelming. <laughs> I am overwhelmed right now because number one, he's a condor. <laughs> number two, he found five bucks. And number three, he saw an unveiling of a statue of the greatest man ever to live. It's all Mr. happening Rogers. in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is where it's at. Wow, Why the no fuck idea. don't we live in Pittsburgh? The, the Pittsburgh miracle. It sure. seems like it seems like Jerome Bettis had the right idea. The Pittsburgh bus. is where it's at. If you want to if you want to go where the action is, you got to Andy Van Slyke it over to Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Jesus. Yeah, don't. Uh, how do you work Bobby Bonilla into it? <laughs> how do you not work Bobby <laughs> Bonilla into it? Yeah. All you got to do is just be Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Jordan. I, yeah. We didn't mean to. Oh, I apologize. No, no. Something really. Whatever. Ex- the other day, I got really excited because um, uh, the San Francisco Giants, my favorite baseball club, um, had hired they, their batting coach was uh, Carney Lansford, one of my favorites when he used to play for the A's. Uh, he got fired, and I was worried because I knew that with Carney gone, what what would happen? Things might fall apart. But then, not only did they hire Hensley Bam Bam Mullins. As, mm. as their hitting coach. But I found out that Hensley Mullins, Hensley Bam Bam Mullins, speaks English. Wait, I'm, I'm using internet for this because... Yeah, you wouldn't want to get this wrong. <laughs> wouldn't want to leave any details out of this special story. Um, uh, he speaks, okay, it's English. Um, we're talking about English... Uh, Spanish. Um, let's see if I can find it here. Wow, he's bilingual. That's fantastic. What a good story. No, okay. <laughs> Wait. English, Spanish, Japanese, Dutch, and Papiamento. What? <laughs> so if you have, if the Giants ever have someone who who speaks Papiamento, then Hensley Bam Bam Mullins can help them in their native tongue. Uh, I think we know where to start in terms of getting more ways to say breasts. Yeah, <laughs> that guy can help out. Okay, let's go back to the momentous occasions. Hello, Jordan and Jesse. This is Sean calling from Burlington, Vermont, uh, with a momentous occasion. I just had a chocolate phosphate, and it was horrible. I do not recommend it to anyone. However, I 
will suggest that an egg cream, if you are going to go with an old-time soda, that's where you should go. Look, I'm not here to fight against egg creams. What's in a fossil? Wait, what's in a fossil? I feel like I, I, you know, it's something you, you use when you're making fun of old time stuff. But I guess a- I don't even know what's in it. Ask Hensley Mullins. <laughs> yeah. He also speaks soda <laughs> jerk. <laughs> All right. A phosphate. It's like a. Um, uh, uh, it, it's like it's a, like club it, soda and chocolate syrup, isn't it? Isn't it some some like just not? You no, know, it's um, not appetizing. It has some kind of mineral quality that's the phosphate part I, i'm trying to find something on the internet that will explain to us what the difference is i think it's like something about like the phosphate is makes it naturally bubbly or something like that um it's like a mineral water that you add a soda pop flavoring to sounds awful yeah this is like before they invented club soda or something <laughs> gotcha. i don't know what the cause of this is but i can tell you that if you're going to have a phosphate uh, your mistake was ordering a chocolate frost phosphate and not like a strawberry phosphate. Oh, really? You want a fruity phosphate. Oh, okay. But egg creams are great. I'm not here to fight against egg creams, which are delicious. I was a uh, a kid uh, living in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I was watching The Price is Right, and it was sponsored by Canfield's Diet Fudge Soda. It was, oh, a very, yeah, yeah. it was a very muggy day, as is often the case. And I thought nothing would be more refreshing. So I marched down to the uh, store. I got a Canfield's Diet Fudge Soda. And it was in, in my mouth. It actually turned into human feces. It was so <laughs> awful. It was somehow wow. trans transmogrified. That actually yeah. could be convenient for Jordan's business. <laughs> it could be. If I, I mean, if I can just buy a six-pack of this stuff, <laughs> I don't have cheaper. to wait for my, uh, for my co-stars to <laughs> digest. Yeah. God. This is really so horrible. So much wasted time. This is like as low as we've ever gone. I apologize this again. Riff. Hey, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Brandon from Baltimore. I just wanted to let you know that my friend Megan turned me on to your show, and I went on vacation to North Carolina from Baltimore and drove eight hours and listen to your show the entire way. And about literally 20 feet from my destination, I had driven past a, uh, I guess, a karaoke bar, and it was a Friday night, and a a drunk, intoxicated uh, surfer dude with long blonde hair pulled out. (laughs) He ran out into the middle of the road, and he mooned me, but, and I've been mooned before, but he, he pulled his cheeks wide open, and, uh, yeah, so eight hours of you guys, 20 feet from my destination, and then that, and uh, I just wanted you to know. I'm glad we know. I'm glad, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. This is one of those the more you know situations. Sure. Do you... Do you think that it's possible that the more Jordan Jesse go you listen to, it's sort of like taking ecstasy in that it sort of heightens everything, makes everything more in- feel more intense? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's possibly what happens? No, that's, Only... why people, that's why people suck on pacifiers while they listen. It sort of <laughs> affects, instead of like, like uh, ecstasy, ecstasy affects your internal chemistry. But I think Jordan Jesse go may affect in a similar way the fabric of space-time. Yeah, I think it probably does. Or maybe that was just our friend Tyler. Oh, yeah. Showing us by Could be. 
It's possible. There should be a name for that, by the way. When you know, when you spread the cheese, because yeah, that takes that, it to that's a, not just mooning. Yeah. that should be another thing. Everyone's seen a a bum. You sure, know, right. That's like not that shocking, but when when that when you see other an, thing happens, an anus or yeah. a rectum, and yeah, that's it's an that's issue. that's taking it to a totally different level. Sure. Hi, Jordan Jesse. This is Bethany from Philadelphia. Um, I'm calling with an ongoing momentous occasion. Um, I'm a fairly new Jordan Jesse Go listener, and um, your show was recommended to me by a close friend who we've been we've been good friends for a while. Um, he's one of my funnier friends, and my momentous occasion is that the the more Jordan Jesse Go episodes I listen to, uh, the more I'm realizing that his humor is not at all original. Um, all of his jokes have come from your show, and what? This is momentous for me. This is an ongoing, an ongoing revelation for me. Um, so yeah, love the show, and talk to you later. Bye. He's always talking about uh, getting mugged in the tough neighborhood that he grew up sure, in. Sure, he's a biter. He looks like we have a biter on our hands. Loves to talk about Herzog Svi. Sure. Um, you know what, Jordan? Hmm. I don't mean to get all Cory Doctorow on you right now. <laughs> oh, are you going to say that our podcast is fair use? Yeah, fair use. Creative Commons license. I say steal our jokes. Nope, I disagree. They're really? mine. Don't take them. What's Especially one... if you're using them to impress chicks, which it sounds like Jordan, this guy is. Jordan, name one joke that we've made in three years of doing this show that was worth protecting. <laughs> I, it's the principle of the thing. <laughs> The prince, you're, you, so you won't let him do it. No, I don't. Uh, uh-uh. shit. And I'll most of the, the good sh- jokes. Let's be honest. Most of the good jokes are yours. <laughs> yeah, I'll send the jackboots down there to Philadelphia. I've got, I've got something they can't steal, which is I've got the golden pipes, Jordan. Sure, it's true. <laughs> you need to embed some kind of an Easter egg in your jokes. So that <laughs> yeah. when he's trying there to be a tell water, them, there should be a water, water market. Yeah, yeah. You got a water market. That's a good point. Oh I, man. I think that's worth it. But what about this? I mean, it's... It, I want to hear specifically like how he's our, passing them off. I, I feel like I want to... No, 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 no. I want to follow up. A, I want to follow up call to this. I want to say... I want to hear... This is how we're getting new fans. She learned about the show from this joke stealer. Yeah. Well, I would Think about this. But, but he's not necessarily... Let's just say... Citing us. Let's just there say... There people out there doing this and then not telling people to listen to the podcast. Jordan, your favorite new show is The Jeff Dunham Show. Let's yes, just, it is. Let's just say that. So let's uh, wrap Jeff, this up before it comes on. Let's just say that Peanut started talking about um, uh, power jams, for example. Sure. Um, don't you think that would bring a new, more sophisticated audience to our show? Not if they the don't. Jeff Dunham audience. Not if they don't cite us. Not if there's not an asterisk. Well, maybe the, that's the maybe that's the the, the middle way is. People can use Jordan Jesse Go material if they cite you. Maybe this is you know yeah, what? Maybe well, this sure. is yeah, we've got a T-shirt. Pay a premium. Let me, let me ask you: We got a Jordan Jesse Go T-shirt contest going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes until the end of the week, which is what I don't. I'm looking at a calendar here. We're we're talking about it. It's going until the 13th, Friday the 13th. So good luck date for the end of my uh, uh, contest. Uh, maybe somebody should just just work on a shirt that just says, "I stole all my jokes from Jordan Jesse Go." Yeah, or just one of those property of shirts. 
I did this thing called the uh, Stars of Tomorrow, the Kiwanis Club Stars of Tomorrow talent show when I was about 10. <laughs> and I decided I was going to do stand-up comedy. Uh-huh. And um, so I sat down to write a, a hilarious act. It turns out it was really hard to write jokes. So sure. I write some jokes about like uh, uh, tabloids and how they have improbable stories on the cover uh-huh. and how Elizabeth Taylor has been married many times. This is in the 80s or something. And then I'm out of – I have, I'm you, out don't of, know, you don't know what year it was when you were 10. Who fucking knows? Right. Who can do math? So uh, my friend no says, one. "My friend says, I've, there's this comedian. I don't think anyone knows about him. His name is Stephen Wright. I have a tape of his. So he, oh. so he gives me the Stephen Wright tape. I mean, tape. those are the perfect little one-liners just to write a few of them down. So I, I'm up on stage, and I'm like, you know, AM, PM, it's so expensive, and, and also the food is not good. And then I just shift. I actually, actually become – I go, I used to have a pony. <laughs> he was in an electrolysis accident. All of his hair was removed except for his tail. Uh, now I rent him out to Harry Krishna birthday parties. And I just start doing Stephen Wright material as Stephen Wright. And someone yells from the audience, you're ripping off Stephen Wright. But the judges didn't hear him, and I took second place. Nice. <laughs> I like how there was a shift in tone in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Just like in Stephen Wright's real act. Right. Stephen Wright will do a few minutes of high energy right. observational stuff about relationships, sure. and then he and then he pulls the baseball cap down yes. lower on his head, lowers his mouth like this, starts talking in a monotone, and does the weird I'm shit. The sort of on my body of me, but taller. <laughs> the pseudo jokes. He yeah. just invites you into his crazy. And world. sometimes he uses a puppet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sometimes he talks about how crazy hey, beaners are. Go. I'm Go calling with a momentous occasion. I just registered for Max Fun Con. I'm taking for myself and my brother, and I'm really, really excited. Max Fun Con, gentlemen. Yes. I'm so excited about Max Fun Con, Jordan. I've got. I'm literally. Uh, I'm literally smushing bananas into my face right now. Wow. Because that's how excited I am. You thought it was just a compulsive thing, which it also is. <laughs> I actually that was very. For me, awkward, because uh-huh. you and Jordan go way back. I didn't know if that was just a thing you did, if we talk about the bananas or we don't talk about the bananas. Right. It's sort of I like... I don't talk about it. We, talk, we try and talk more about like Jordan's sweater and like what kind of sweater Jordan's wearing. That's mainly what we want to focus on. Right. right. So right. that's the focus of the thing. Let's, here's who's coming to Max FunCon, Luke Burbank. Uh, we got Maria, the Bammers coming back, Maria Bamford. She... Don't you love Maria Be Bamford? Be still my heart. Mm-hmm. God. I just I just wish I could just give Maria Bamford a hug and say you're the greatest person in the world sometimes. She wanted to come back because she's teach she's going to have a stand-up comedy open mic um during the like class portions of Max FunCon. Anyone any skill level, that's her rule. Uh but that you have to be trying something you haven't tried before. So she's going to do material that she's never done before. She's going to get some of the other comics. Al Madrigal's going to be there. He's going to try some material he's never tried before. And all of the and and anybody who wants to try doing stand-up comedy with an audience can do it and Maria Bamford will give you a hug afterwards probably. That's worth the price of admission. Right? Isn't that amazing? Okay, uh, Mark Marin, our buddy Mark Marin, WTF. The, one sure. of the one of the funniest guys in the business, a uh, hilarious podcast WTF. I really think people should check out his podcast. It's really great. Uh is going to be there. Of course, Hodgman and Colton are coming back. That's going to be very exciting. Return engagement. Return engagement for Mr. Uh, John Hodgman. I asked John Hodgman, um, I, I called him and I said, you know, you're, you're, you go, you'll come back to uh, Max FunCon, right? And he said, of course. And I said, I want you to do the benediction for Max <laughs> FunCon. Because his speech last year was such a, like a powerful 
kind of binding force for the whole thing. I feel like it set the tone for the whole event, right? Sure, yeah. He's, he's really like there with his bottles of Malort, the, uh, <laughs> the uh, curious botanical or whatever it's called, uh, the horrible liquor of Chicago, ready to like yeah. welcome people to Max FunCon. Hodgman made me drink a bunch of Crystal Head vodka. <laughs> so there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want Hodgman to make you drink Crystal Head vodka, Max FunCon's for you. Um, probably the thing that, oh, you know, we just added, uh, this thing about getting dressed for gentlemen. Um, yes. It's going to be, put this on presents Will from A Suitable Wardrobe. Well, a Suitable Wardrobe is one of my absolute favorite, uh, clothing blogs. Um, this is a man who's to the nines every day and knows everything about men's tailored clothes, like everything. And he's going to give a presentation that basically says, if you want to dress like an adult, here, here are the basic rules of dressing like an adult. This, so many people were asking me, are you going to do a put this on thing? Or are you going to do a put this on thing? Like we do monsters of pot. There's plenty of Jesse at this thing. Sure. So I thought this guy's like my hero of getting dressed. I'll invite him and he totally is coming. But the most amazing thing, Jordan, he's been a guest on this program. He's been a guest many times on The Sound of Young America. He's probably the greatest person in the world. Second to Mr. the late Mr. Rogers, the greatest living person. A condor who eats a chicken. <laughs> the his, condor will be eating the chicken live on stage. His name is Ricky. <laughs> Andrew WK. I'm yes. talking about Andrew WK. What? I know. Andrew's going to be coming to Max Con. He's flying out from Why New York City. Why are you pumping City. my drunk, uh, my hungover improv class? Oh. <laughs> Why aren't you, you pumping that? Take, Come on. You can take improv class with a hungover Jordan who will uh, sort of look, look down at the ground while you're doing your scene because he doesn't like the light. Yeah, right. More or less is that Thank a fair you. description? Thank you. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to undersell your improv. There's lots of stuff I didn't even mention. I didn't even talk about the craft class. Mm-hmm. I didn't even talk about Casper Hauser. I didn't even talk about Elephant Larry. I didn't even talk about Clifford and Kid. I didn't barely said anything about Jonathan Colton. God, Maxwell Gun's gonna be fucking sweet. Yeah, <laughs> Andrew WK doesn't need a plane. <laughs> fly here. Don't you feel like he'll just He can just fly here he on catches, wings of hope. He just catches a breeze. That's right. His white his dirty white t shirt just fills with, with mm-hmm. the winds and he sails over to where's it where's it at this year? Same spot? Same spot. Lake Arrowhead, California. Right here right here in Southern California, the beautiful San Bernardino Mountains. Mm-hmm. Oh, our buddy Jimmy Pardo's gonna be there. I didn't even say Jimmy Pardo. Pardo's gonna be there. They're gonna do Never Not Funny. He's gonna host the comedy night. God, I love Jimmy Pardo. I had lunch with uh, Matt and Jimmy the other day from the Never Not Funny podcast, a great, hilarious, brilliant podcast. Ah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Wow, great story. You had lunch with some celebrities. (laughs) Make us all feel bad. What do you mean? You're telling me that you haven't had lunch with any podcasters lately? No. No one invites me. Well, if you want to, it's not too late, Jordan. We can head down to Rodeo Grill. If, yes, and if, yes. If you want to have lunch with me and Jordan, celebrity podcasters, sure. or other like the You Look Nice Today guys, MaxFunCon.com. We there's a new website too. It's oh, a okay. lovely new website. So I'm just saying, MaxFunCon.com. When, when is this? Uh, when is May seventh through 9th. It's in May. You're looking at a May. A May date. start. May You're start. talking about starting Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Through Sunday lunch. Yeah. You know. Talking about two big show nights. You're talking about a day of intensive classes and talks. You're talking about great times after dark. You're talking about giving Jordan drinks. You're talking about free booze, free food, free lodging. That's what we're talking about. Good times, great oldies. Yeah. The greatest hits of the 70s, 80s, and today. Yeah. We got, we got credence. 
<laughs> we got Zeppelin. Three doors down. Uh, flock of Seagulls. Sure. I had to throw in something from the 80s. Gotcha, yeah. Goo Goo. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, la, la. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Fat, fat, checking in. Spanky. You like Spanky better? I like Spanky better than Fat. Spanky Burbank. Spanky Fat Fat. Spanky Burbank is really good. Yeah, yeah, it is good. Spanky Burbank has a really solid feeling. And that way people know, that way people have something to Google. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) Sure. Good luck with that, Googling Spanky (laughs) Burbank. Can you even imagine what that will return? Uh, You could could Google uh, another good Google, Honeysuckle Duvet. Sure. That's the um, uh, burlesque performer we named. <laughs> um, who sent me a really nice email the other day, by yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sent, sent a really nice email that said, she's thanks for naming her and it's working out well and she really loves the show and what a nice lady that uh, Honeysuckle Duvet is. Great. Um, we had a blast on today's program. Yeah! Oh, are, you behind our, um, are you behind our battle against the Waldorf schools? If you are, 206-984-4-FUN. And remember, be creative. You know, you don't need to... This isn't... This isn't isn't a factual Don't just look up up Waldorf schools in the dictionary and write a book report. Yeah. I I would say follow, in an ironic twist, follow the Waldorf... Principle of discovery. Of discovery and of finding your own truth, even if it's not based in the facts. Yeah, that's what we presume to be uh, what they do at Waldorf schools. Or just uh, take some mushrooms and then use your imagination to create hate. (laughs) (laughs) Hate shrooms. Yeah, just have a handful of hate shrooms Um, at Fish Fest. uh, Luke Burbank, uh, what's the easiest URL for people who want to listen to Too Beautiful to Live, your uh, fantastic uh, podcast program? Well, thank you very much uh, for asking, and thanks a lot for having me on the show, you guys. Oh, this we're so happy we get. We've been, we've been trying. We've been trying to have Luke on the show for a long time. He's he's got these uh, very rare uh, little windows of occasions that he's in Los of Angeles sobriety. for six hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, the website is tbtl.net. Tbtl um, for Too Beautiful to Live. That's right. The name that's of your program, of Luke Luke. Burbank, Luke, of course, sh- short for Luther. Yes, um, short, short for Spanky. TBTL dot net. If you want to listen to Luke's show, too beautiful to live. Two zero six nine eight four four fun or JJGo at maximumfun.org. Our theme music, "Love You" by the Free Design, taken from Kites Are Fun, the best of the Free Design, which is uh, just a fantastic investment in ten- of ten dollars. If you just take your ten dollars, march it straight down to Light in the Attic Records. Get yourself that best of the free design CD. And Jordan, uh, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention the fact that if you use the internet browser mm-hmm. and you type into the browsing bar, maxfunstore.com, yeah. uh, You'll there's, get something. there's some pretty sweet shit you can get right now. Pretty fucking sweet. Premium ass shit. Luke, you probably fuck around with your shit. I do not fuck around. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm newer in this game. And so I've been. I was on the fence. Fuck around to fuck around or not fuck around. Ray, Our my shit. Don't Ray. And you and you got you got when you got half fired. That was a wake up call to you. It was a half a wake up call, really. It was a <laughs> half a wake up call, which is why you're now on the fence. Yeah, so you're, yeah. you're just kind of drowsy. Yeah, you're wandering <laughs> yeah. around, kind yeah. of drowsy with half fucked up shit. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you can you can buy shit if you want to at maxfunstore.com. We're working on a Jordan Jesse Go shirt. The contest is ongoing until the thirteenth. Um, uh, submit your designs to uh, Mariel, M-A-R-I-E-L, 
at MaximumFun.org. You got to send her a, a printable file, like an EPS. You're talking about, like, for example, an EPS or mm-hmm. a scalable PDF. Um, and a little mock-up that we can use on the web, you know, something that's, you know, 500 pixels wide or whatever, so we can put it up and, and you know, evaluate them, possibly have a voting contest uh, to get shit in there. I think that's everything we got to say, Jordan. Boom, done. It's, it's been a real pleasure. It's Hasn't been a real it, pleasure to have the great Luke Burbank, tbtl.net. Okay, we'll talk to you next week on Jordan, Jesse, Go. Thank you.